You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington Apprehension Marxist Experience. Mm. Today is March the 25th, 2021. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. We have socials. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod, and you can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. This is the show where we cover Lexington politics and Kentucky politics and whatever else we're interested in. That's such a bad description. If you write take a po- two? if it oh let's not even have a take two. Let's All just right. triage this, right? If you're starting a podcast out there, ladies and gentlemen, and um and uh you're shamed on the spot. And you publicly admit in your show bio that you will talk about whatever you're interested in. Because well we talk about engineering stuff. We talked about the Brent Spence Bridge. Yeah, but we that's... talked about flooding <laughs> That's not inherently Lexington related, well, but it is Kentucky. There's related. other aspects of this podcast that we could that we could bounce on, and that would be sort of like the it, there's there's branches of this podcast that we don't explain every episode. Well, I don't know. What would you say? I would I would simply say that this is a podcast um, about uh, Lexington from the perspective um, uh, both urban geography and. Um, whatever whatever theory means um and... all right this is a this is a podcast about with from the perspective of urban geography and whatever theory means wow all right this week yeah getting we're really into deconstruction this episode because <laughs> like i've i sat i sat working on this agenda last night and it was so difficult to actually pick up the news and like create a material report of what goes on in reality um, because there, um, I was, I have been deeply in search of, and I wrote it down here. Um, I was going to originally write it just on my hands loosely, like an in ink or whatever, and to sort of have more, to sort of embrace this idea more, but I figured just like typing it would be fine. I'm looking out there folks for the divine, the ethereal and the sublime. And, um, if I don't have these things, my soul will surely perish. Right. Um, but the problem is that that's not, that doesn't really make for great radio, um, especially when you report the news. Um, so thank God this morning I woke up to it was such a delight, such a surprise, a bomb and hostage threat combo in my own city. <laughs> no, the host- I think the hostage threat is unsubstantiated. The hostage thing is unsubstantiated, which is very sad because I was really like mm, – like 12.30 p.m. me was really leaning into the hostage angle. Um, and, a, a younger you. Yeah, it, it, truly, truly a younger me. It's very interesting um, to see how everyone in my life reacted to this. Um, there were some people that were talking about it as if this bomb was like nuclear and was able to just obliterate whole city blocks. Um, and I'm like, guys, it's like it's a car bomb. We've seen what car bombs do. I knew it was small, but I was because I can see Chandler from from where I work. Uh huh. And so I was kind of hoping to like you know go to the bathroom, come back, and there's like Chandler's like I didn't want Jesus that to. Christ. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that. I would... didn't like want that to happen, but I was like I was like but, in the back of my mind like, Chan- how big is this bomb? But like Chandler is such a modern uh, the, the UK Chandler Hospital, um, is be- uh, the. Uh, south side of it which is where the er is um on waller and um 
the other Virginia. South Limestone. No, Waller and South Limestone. Oh. Where, where? What is this with the Virginia stuff? Okay, that's further. That's what was closed. It was from Waller to Virginia. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah, Waller to Virginia on Limestone. Yes. Um, it's a. Uh... <sighs> Like, we've seen good car bombings before, right? Um, the uh, uh, federal building, I forget which, I think it was, was it the Oklahoma post office. City. Yeah, the Oklahoma City bombing. I mean, that didn't even take the whole building down, you know? So uh, I would only hope that engineers have made things more blast resistant. Um, but you I know, believe Chandler was built in the 70s or 60s. Uh, that portion of Chandler Hospital that there was a oh, car bomb that in front particular of, part? I watched be built. All right, well, um, never mind. It, it is a it is a post nine eleven construction. All right, they um, know they know how to make things bomb proof now. Mm-hmm. I would hope. Well, it's really funny. So if you go like downtown, there's the two. There's the uh, district and the um. There's both the federal, well, that's old federal district and circuit courthouses, right? And the district and circuit courthouses are built to. Um, I forget what year they were implemented, but it's post nine eleven um building code about setback distances for car bombs, right? So that's why the buildings are so far away from limestone. But what's funny is that they are not they are f- but five feet away from Main and Short Street. So every it, it, the setback simply won't work. All the car bomber has to do is like park on main street or park on short street. And it's, I truly don't understand like, like it only like courthouses that work like that are like the courthouse out in, um, there's a, I think it's a federal courthouse out in like uh, Nevada where, um, you literally, uh, it's like this huge radius to prevent itself from car bombing, um, which we start at. And then we have to ask ourselves, God, is it really worth doing architecture like that? Um, should we rather just take the hit? I think the uh, yeah the old courthouse is that what you're referring to as the federal one? Yeah, well, it is the f- federal in post office building. Yeah, the, the one court- with the the one that's that they got restored and they're just using it as the visitor center. No, 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 that's that's the old district courthouse. That's oh. the old. I'm talking about. Um, it's got a shit ton of security cameras. It's got like. Um, those like anti-car like pedestrian protectors that you see in front of targets except they're fancy and federal in front of the uh oh, the yeah ball, the bollards yeah as uk calls them indeed if you look up um at the top of the building it will say something like federal courthouse and post office oh and, okay yeah. oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. that also once again well that has no setback and they're legends for it so um yeah absolute uh, mad lads anyway so the situation cleared, but I was reading. So I was reading the Herald Leader report, which um, I will got. I have to commend the Herald Leader for coming out and doing this one. Um, you, the University of Kentucky was so not interested in the it was material. I got a I got a UK alert, and it was like stay away from the emergency room at the Kristen, uh, um, at Chandler Hospital if you know what's good for you. Yeah, and they're like they're like I like you. Don't come to the Chandler ER. Um, and they. Uh, so they did that, they did that, and then, like, a few hours later, they're like, alert, continue staying away from the Chandler ER, and I was like, geez, all right. Yeah, I was checking, because they have the website, you can go to uky.edu slash alerts. Yeah, and it's just exactly the same, yeah, it's it just literally, stay away if you know what's good but for you. But it was you. like, it was like two people reporting on this, it was the Herald Leader, and then the Kentucky Colonel. Yeah, well, it was the Kentucky Colonel, it's the Herald Leader, and then, um, weirdly, when I was looking for images, um, 
the Sun, that a new publication in um, the UK, United Kingdom, was reporting on it. Um, and the title, their headline was just like, UK Chandler Hospital thing. So I really think someone accidentally ran. They got it on the wire. And I think they accidentally ran a um, uh, this story of thinking it was that. Which is, it has to be the case, right? It has to be. There's no way the Sun wanted to just report on this. But I mean, anyway. it's, a big, it's a big incident. Yeah, well, it was really confusing. So the um, final, so uh, the most recent updated version of the Herald Leader article on it that I read was um, sort of uh, highlighted how truly insane this whole setup was. Um, Versailles cops called UK police, the the campus police, um, uh, and they're like, "Hey, we have a potentially armed and dangerous guy." who has fled Woodford County and is coming to the Chandler ER to visit a patient. Um, and you <laughs> they did nothing with this information, apparently. Um, UK is like, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on a few episodes ago, but um, there was like the very recent restructuring of how the, and maybe not recent, but there, it was attention brought to it, how the FBI is structured in Kentucky um and there's so there's the main we haven't talked about this okay well i i we talked they talked about it in a meeting a few weeks ago then i just chose not to report on it because it was boring but now it's funny um the there's like a main fbi office in louisville and then there is one guy in lexington um who is the fbi like agent in lexington we the whole city has one dedicated agent to watch over all of us and i'm just imagining in my mind like for the first, you know, like two and a half hours or whatever, while the FBI from uh, Louisville hauls ass over here, it's just this one guy, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> should have stayed home today." He's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> um, but people, a, a lot of the reporting before the Herald Leader article came out, a lot of it um, was truly, truly just word of mouth from people that I knew that worked at UK and whatnot. Um, the uh, Lexington Reddit is always good for stuff like that, where it's just someone like, hey, what's going on here? And someone's like, this is happening. I know because I work at the hospital and I'm my on uncle, break right now. My uncle works for Nintendo. Yes, my uncle who works at Nintendo. Well, this is the thing, right? It's almost always reliable. Every time I see a tip on Reddit, it comes out. It turns out to be true. Um, probably because uh, UK employees have nothing better to do than uh, just um, spend time on r slash Lexington. Mm. But... My, my dad is Eli Capilouto. He said there was a hostage. <laughs> um, this, uh, the best part of this article, though, was that, it, so it's two different, it's two, it's one of the, it's the one guy whose name, his, I forget his last name, but his first name's Jeremy. It's this one reporter, and he always does all the reports on the different things that burned or collapsed, right? Almost every, when, I, when we had that, like, six-month spree of just infrastructural failure, um it, this guy reported on like all of it and like not really a great job i mean like i guess there just wasn't a lot of information to draw on a lot of these stuff but usually the articles were not particularly forthcoming right and he was t uh, some other woman was helping him work on it but um there was a photo in the article of um versailles cops blocking off a street in woodford county um uh, where the guy's home was, right? Because they have yet to, they're blocked off the street. They have yet to do a little bomb sweep of that, which is a classic, classic move on um, people that love bombing shit is leaving one in their domicile as sort of like a, a second surprise prize. 
Um, but uh, lo and behold, can you guess who fucking took that photo? Is it this Chris guy? No, it's Beth Musgrave. Oh my god! <laughs> On the fucking scene, <laughs> she can't help herself but do good journalism. I can't. <laughs> I don't know if we can give credit to uh, the Herald Leader like this, but I guess we have credit. Give credit where credit's due. Beth Musgrave deserves the credit. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's fine. It the fact that Herald Leader actually like reported on it quickly you God, know they I mean? did their job yeah i mean you know because it oh well i should have read the kentucky colonel right up on it but i didn't it wasn't interesting well i lived through it anyway so i'm fine yeah. um i but yeah i was um that was a thing that happened today folks no one was hurt the guy was arrested it was fine um uh, the, we won't be covering the story any further unless there's something really interesting. But like, I just like that they called the Bureau of uh, Firearm, Tobacco, and Explosives. F- ATF, Alcohol, ti- Al- fuck, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms. Yeah, um, Al- Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, which like for a bureau name, yeah, that's well, up there. Uh, it's this. It must be a great place to work, right? Just constantly, <laughs> you just it's you're, you're sitting at your you're in your cubicle and you're surrounded by alcohol, tobacco, and firearms constantly. <laughs> Um, but okay. Anyway, um, there's lots of fun stories like this in the news, um, that happened. I don't know. For instance, if you read the Herald leader, there's this one developing, which will soon to be, you know, a true five true crime documentaries made on it about this like body that was discovered, burned in Kentucky. And like with each week, elect Herald leader would post another update where like we learn more of the story. And every time I've looked at it and I'm like, I'm not reporting on this. It's always the same like weird barn photo. Oh, it's because it's the only photo they have. They don't want to just post a photo of a charred corpse, even though they want to. Um, But anyway, the pyromaniac they have on there wants to. Yeah. Anyway, so um, and that sidebar on to some real news. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Of course, the good library is opening, folks. Um, that is, of course, the downtown a public library. You will finally be able to have access to, if you have not had it during this pandemic, computers, fax machines, and scan services, right? Love that. Um, Any microfiches? Well, you have to do it by appointment. Uh. Both the both the local history in the Kentucky room or whatever, the um, those are only by appointment. If you just want to check out a book, you can just put it on hold online because I'm sure everyone has a card and a, an account, right? And you can even get it curbside if you're a loser. Um, uh, treat yourself and walk into the library, folks. It's a beautiful place. Everyone will have a mask on, I promise. Um, Double, even triple mask. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I can only advocate as a as a um, as someone who is ardently opposed to um, the health and welfare of Americans. I can only advocate for one mask. But <laughs> this is this is what finally gets us canceled. If that no, I'm every once in a while I like tempting. I like tempting fate. Just actively, I'm like like what can I say that I know is not true? Because I yeah, I'm a staunch I'm a staunch devil masker. Mm, yeah. I'm getting some M- uh, yeah some N95s today. Wow! And I'm gonna double mask with the N95s. I'm so proud of you. Look at you. Um, I would never. I this podcasting voice is too beautiful to be contained by two masks. Everyone needs to hear and especially receive my aerosol spray. Because mm-hmm. um, if I'm vaccinated, I can spread my good vaccine germs to everyone else. That's how that works. Yes, exactly. Why didn't they think of this one sooner? Um. 
once again, we're just faltering around here. Um, I we gotta talk about because Blake Hall tagged us in this, and I have to talk about it. The fucking they used Donut Days as a wedding venue. Oh um, my god! On Southland, it is a and this is so awesome. So it is a um, EMS worker mm-hmm. uh, who lives in Lexington. And she um, she received uh, she received unsolicited messages from this E Town cop, um, that is Elizabeth Town for um, for non Central Kentuckians, right? Um, this E Town cop messages her unsolicited on TikTok, right? And she ignores him for two months, and then decides, actually, I'm crazy for him. Um, he leaves his post in e-town moves to lexington and gets a job working for the cynthiana police department right and and then she decides that they're going to have a um a wedding at the donut days because isn't it funny that cops like donuts right he doesn't this guy doesn't even personally like donut days has no connection to the beautiful business and rich heritage of donut days um and it's just it's just like hot isn't that funny cop with the donut in 2021 i feel like i get nowhere with this and what's so funny is that harold leader shot some video there and like there's like kind of a ceremony going on but like they're in bit there's like a woman just like ordering um you know like like ordering uh like like um like ordering donuts and stuff like that and what's insane is that they none of them are masks for the wedding ceremony right which is, you know, fine. Like, you want to look pretty for the photos, right? But, I don't know, folks, I don't know if you've been inside the Donut Day store, and you definitely should. It's a beautiful place to patronage. If you don't want to go inside, there's a drive through by the way, right? And there's an, even drive through and everything. It's a beautiful place on Southland Drive. Um, they're in n- – n- not a mask to be seen. And even when they're, like, doing – it's just, like, like, the whole ceremony, you know, however, like, the whole time they're there, none of them are masked up. And – um it's truly insane. Um, I I hope it's oh. <laughs> um. So <laughs> there's no news. There's no takes. I just wanted to make you all aware that that happened. Um, and don't let it don't let it shine poorly upon donut days. They make great donuts. Um, yeah. Um, luckily, however, I do. Um, I don't want you getting any sweet ideas about cops because our next story here is, of course, about. Um, are we good? Are we good, Aaron? Are we, can we? Can we? Are we free to move on? I'm losing it. <laughs> yeah. This is. I mean. Yeah, it's really something. Um, all right, recomposed here. Recomposed here. I hope that showed up on the. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it sounded. <laughs> I heard it, and that's all I need to hear. I need to. It's. <laughs> oh my god! Abolish the police. Yeah. So speaking of, speaking of that, Officer Middleton, who we've covered extensively on this show, um, has appealed in a very in a, there is a legal avenue for police officers who. Um, don't want to accept their disciplinary action um, presented by the chief of police who take their case to the city council where the mayor acts as the leader of this hearing, right? And they can, 
and a very used clause, can sue the police department as an appeal through the circuit court, right? So Officer Middleton um, is suing, and he's suing to get his job back. He wants, he, after this whole thing, he wants full back pay and to be reinstated as a normal officer. Like, <laughs> it's... Again, abolish the police. Again, abolish the police. Like, but so there's some interest. I have some interesting quotes from this article, which I believe, of course, yes, I did. Let me check my notes. Beth Musgrave did write this one. Um, uh, the so quote the city law department added two charges after Middleton challenged unquote right the um apparently the way that um this uh sort of a tribunal of city council is set up was such that. Um, if an officer rejects their um, rejects their their disciplinary measures, the city is free to make a stronger case against them, um, which seems insane. But uh, that's a thing that happened. Um, uh, Mayor Gordon herself quote barred testimony and evidence, including evidence that showed officers accused of much more egregious conduct, having received much less severe punishment than termination. Unquote. Um, which is awesome. Um, love to see that girl boss energy from Mayor Gordon. Um, uh, quote, here's a, here's a, and here's a wild one, right? Um, and who knows if anyone's actually going to accept this, but as, um, as good lawsuit practice, you always stack up every single infraction, no matter how minor to the list, um, and go for broke, right? Quote, a police disciplinary hearing before the city council is supposed to occur 75 days after the charges are filed under state law. The hearing occurred 198 days after Middleton was formally charged, violating Middleton's due process rights, the lawsuit said, unquote. Um, So uh, once again, we're back in the same moral conundrum um, that uh, that we were in the last time, which is, of course, absolutely no way this guy should be a cop. Right. Absolutely. No guy. No way we should be letting a guy like Middleton on the force. But injustice has clearly been done against Officer Middleton. Right. So um, who knows what the circuit courts will make of it. It did not say what judge has been assigned in the docket of the circuit court, um, but I would be very curious to know. Um, but, uh, yeah, moving on. Um, here's, a, here's an article, and I'm sure I complained about this in the last episode. I can't tell what I can – I can't keep track of what I talk about in the last episodes anymore. But I feel like I had to. As someone that commutes from Garrett County through Jesmond County into Fayette County – like you know thrice a week at this point now if not more um traffic has um gotten has returned to previous very bad pre-pandemic levels right um and according to traffic engineers it's even worse now um because there is also a significant traffic peak during lunchtime now right so back in the day when you or me traversing down nicholasville road right and needed to get from one place to the other back when i lived in the city um, in the good glory days that were mm, six months ago, uh, there was like a no-go zone um, from like 2 p.m. to like 6 p.m. Right, and now, and I've 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 confirmed this independently myself. The no-go zone has now been extended from like noon to 6 p.m. Um, and that's only on the weekdays. Um, it is weirdly enough almost worse on the weekends, um, but it's yeah, um, it's bad. It's um it's bad and they still have not they still have not folks it costs zero dollars to just stop reversing the lanes. 
The lane reversal thing on Nicholsville is a cool, fun gimmick that we all tried for like two decades and it was bad. Um, but like, there is no harm, folks. There is no harm in just stop doing it. You know, just leave it like it is. It's fine. Outgoing traffic has to go through two lanes to Nicholsville, anyways. They're fine. They don't need that third lane. The inbound lane desperately needs that second lane. Aren't there like at one point? Aren't there like five lanes in uh like by by the mall, right? Or four yeah. or five lanes? Or yeah, like a once huge you amount? once you pass um <clears throat> once you pass uh Southland, if you're going outbound, it, it expands, and then once you pass uh New Circle Road, it's like huge. The it's just a mega mega highway that with each major intersection like slowly gets paired off, right? Um, but like, once again, like the solution to those things are obvious. Like the bus rapid transit lane, you know, for, is that is so easy to solve what I cannot, I, I absolutely cannot stand. Um, and where I think the city has failed the most is of course the Southland to alumni corridor of this. I do not understand why not even imagine Lexington understands as someone I am deeply familiar with rush hour traffic in front of central Baptist hospital. Um, I'm deeply familiar with her. I know her very well. Um, I telling you a, a BAT lane is exactly what that place needs and it would be fine, but whatever. I don't know. Any comments on traffic? I mean, that, that section of uh road is pretty, pretty gnarly mm-hmm. as the kids would say. Um, as a bike commuter, do you have anything to say about any other part we, of the city? We need to, I mean, it's not going to happen just by me saying this on this podcast, but mm. we need obviously some like covered bike lanes, just like any, anything, anything protecting me from the traffic. Mm-hmm. I was biking on Richmond road, uh, the other day. Hi. I didn't, I wasn't planning on it. It just happened. And, um, it's you know there was this car that like brushed up against me uh maybe it was like two or three inches away yeah, and like you need to just start punching windows out or, right, start, start or punching something like that out. we That's just need classic. like better separation from traffic mm-hmm. i was checking out the town branch commons trail oh my god and um, it just ended well they're still they're still building it yeah, but it just um, stopped. It just dumped you out mercilessly well, on no, the streets just, of Main yeah. Street. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's looking pretty cool. Cool. Um, so I guess, I don't know, more stuff like that or just more of an emphasis on bicycling. Less than de-emphasized cars. Yeah. Abolish the interstate. Abolish? Well, that would be very bad for... Um... That's the that's the latest numtot thing. They're no longer on trains or on abolish the interstate. Yeah, I... I I had to, yeah, I mean, I had to stop, I, I stopped following numtot stuff after I destroyed Facebook, but, um, you know. Hmm. They've also left Facebook. They're on, they're expanding their global reach. To what? What are they Reddit. on? Oh, great. Okay, numtots, I'll do you one better. Come back, to, come back to me when you're, like, on Tumblr, a reasonable platform, and we'll talk, but. But that's really all I have to say is just de-emphasize car traffic. But I mean, it's I don't know. It's hard to do in the city like Lexington, right? Because at least not at least like in downtown, that's a lot easier. But in like the suburbs, if you live in Stonewall, right? Yes. You you need you need a car. There is a I mean, there is a very I think most people that are like that have you know thought about traffic in Lexington for more than a year that have sort of 
worn out their numbtot honeymoon phase have come to realize that there is a balance of personal caged vehicles and mm-hmm. everyone else that needs to be struck in the city and certain places of the city have different levels of tolerance right um a uh very badass answer to the stonewall community would of course just be demolish all the houses and try again um that would be my my personal i my- say i say buses to stonewall only <laughs> um everyone gets i'm their- in my in in my numtot evolution i'm in the i'm in the numtot nihilist phase um <laughs> where not that i know nothing matters uh sad. as far as as very, far as any anything i can say very sad um strange that strange that you um that you have the face to come on a podcast um but, yes mm. well you come here to do it <laughs> indeed i i journey out here to i i put in the i put in the hours the miles on this one anyway lextran march 31st that is like in less than a week soon yeah they're having a um public meeting um talking about their uh their may um it proposed may 2021 service improvements um you can just go to lextran.com if you want to find out where it is i don't know necessarily what there i can't find anything on their thing to like come to them and just complain about I mean, the only thing I can really complain to Lextran is just like, get more funding, idiots, so you can run my more buses, right? Uh, a lot of these proposed service improvements are just different timing adjustments, mostly for inbound routes. Um, but it doesn't say that they're adding any more routes on like, especially on the weekends or whatever, on most of them, except for uh, Route 8 for sales is adding more times um, to supplement the um, very shitty airport service rerun. Like... What Lexington doesn't get is that they have to run the airport service 24-7 if they want to get people using the airport service, right? If I'm taking a plane, if I if I am taking the bus to the airport and I'm flying out, I need to know and I when I fly back that there will be at some point within the hour at the worst, right, um, a, a bus that can get me in even if my plane gets back late. Right, like I do not need to worry about. I sh- I should not have to worry about scheduling my flights to be during business hours to get like a bus ride, you know. Because the the that minute that they stop service for like one hour is going to be that hour that the entire city, like city uh, population of passengers come in, exactly, and they're not going to have buses. Mm-hmm. Um, such is the way. Also, Keeneland, the buses, the buses also go to Keeneland need to get more people out there to the to the beautiful grass ever we gotta we gotta go out to the races folks we gotta support the um powerful horse barons that run this city they've got the uh they've got the flags up on main street beautiful beautiful um uh, let's see what else um route 24 is returning it took a little one-year hiatus um in march um uh, coronavirus happened and um, conveniently enough, killed everyone that lived on Old Frankfurt Pike. And Lextran said, no need to run a bus on Old Frankfurt Pike anymore. Um, and just left it. Uh, so now they're coming back. The area has been repopulated, I guess. And now there's suddenly people living back in Old Frankfurt Pike again. There's a um, They're adding a few more stops and removing one on Route 12, but that's right at the BCTC Leastown campus. So... If you are affected by this change, I guarantee you already know about it. Um, so, you know, uh, basically that. All of Route 3's times have been adjusted. That's the Tate's Creek line. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing crazy 
on the thing. So like go to it if you like, I don't know, want to watch paint dry, I guess, or just listen to this pot and just, just re-listen to this segment again. Um, city government is like on like a one week break. They're not doing anything and all the good juicy, um, uh, stuff to talk about city government will be handling, um, under Aaron's, uh, administration. So, uh, um, shall we, shall we hit the break? We shall. All right. I'll see you in a second. apprehension marxist experience this is the middle of the show right now if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more mental breakdowns at the uh at the reports of cops getting married to donut shops you can check out our website we have a website is lame-pod at gmail no not at gmail lame-pod.podcast.co and uh, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, you can follow us at LamePod, and you can email us all of your amazing uh, food recipes at LexLamePod <laughs> at gmail.com. Send us, uh, I don't know, electronic funds transfer or something. Yeah. Um, food recipes, funds transfers. I don't think it's possible to send cryptocurrency to me. Well, I'm just talking this. about like Western Union. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying. What if we have? What if we have people that don't? That don't? What if you're really into the Lexington um, ambiguous materials experience, but you're not? Um, but you're also just really against it. You just really hate Western money. Well, uh, then you can send us your NFTs. I don't want their. I don't want their NFTs. I can't sell it for anything. <laughs> not with that attitude. I don't want. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, although otherwise known as iTunes. Um, leave us a review. That's a really good thing to help us get noticed. You can also help us get noticed by showing, uh, showing this podcast to all your friends and family, including your mom. Yes, especially your mom. Your mom would love this podcast. This, hum- this podcast is, as you can tell, obviously by the hours and hours you've put in listening to this, so geared towards mothers. Just they couldn't get enough of those moments. And with that, we're going to continue on to side B. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington Apprehension Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. This is side B. It's time. The record. Welcome. If you are a an astute listener of Lame, or even just a casual listener of Lame, mm-hmm. you might remember last week how we talked about this uh, two hundred thousand dollar grant uh, that is that is being so generously given to the uh, Fayette Le, Fayette Lefug, um, and that is by the Kentucky Office of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. This is just some random grant. That apparently, like the Office of Homeland, the, the Federal Department of Homeland Security just gives out to people. Yes, um, they're like any any police department interested in crowd control. Not even up. police departments either. What? Because there's a nonprofit version of this. No way. There is, yes. Um, and that's fascinating. And they have there's whole industries 
built around oh, getting well, people applied for this so it's like you oh know, i mean well that's i mean that's all i mean that's all yeah there's an application yeah. process and all that so it's like you know you remember the nightmare of like applying to schools whether it be you know college undergrad or graduate and there's so the whole industry of applying to places mm-hmm. and they're like yes we'll help you apply department of defense matchmakers pretty much I love um that. and then they like coach you and all that stuff so um I was not interested in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's for local local governments and private businesses. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so you can actually find that they're the they're accepting twenty twenty one applications now. Folks, they're closing, we gotta. <laughs> they're closing in April. We secure uh, <clears throat> we secure the the DHS grant for podcasts. So if you go to homelandsecurity.ky.gov/pages/grants.aspx. Who? You can go and uh, apply for your local municipality or nonprofit. I would actually, um, uh, before we get too serious, just want to say, don't do this. You don't <laughs> want this money. Now, the I think the money can be, uh, you have to submit a proposal, and we've submitted our proposal. <laughs> but we're going to get into w- what we've submitted. Uh, not lame. I the- know. <laughs> it's like, am I being taken for a ride here? <laughs> We're actually the recipients of the 2021. <laughs> yeah, we're actually we're turning we're revamping this podcast into a um a national security centric um topic. We're a military yeah. defense podcast. Yes. That's what the M and lame stands for. Um we're going to be talking about uh city resolution 0273-21. All right. The the and that's just kind of how how I'm going to refer to it or as the uh the grant yeah or as i i have up here dhs funding shade mm, all right um so this is on the second reading of the council which i don't know if we discussed that last week or not because i think um, they were still first reading it yes because it was well they they passed it at their work session oh yeah because jennifer reynolds forgot to vote yes she forgot to vote on it and we do not know well i guess we kind of know now what her intentions mm-hmm. were on it but at least in the in the viewing of it, in my mind's mind, um, I was really hoping she was going to give it the no. But um, so here's the official Legistar summary. Um, we have on March seventeenth, two thousand twenty, and by then it was resolution one seven five dash twenty twenty. So we've changed our we've changed our resolution. We've gone scheme. up, folks. Um, the council authorized an application to the Kentucky Office of Homeland Security requesting federal funds from the fiscal year 2020 Homeland Security Grant Program. This federally funded program, originating from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, provides financial assistance to the states to prevent, respond to, and recover from acts of terrorism. Notice how vague that is. Yes. The states have the responsibility for apportioning the funding to local governments. Yes. So that is the uh, the Legistar. And we also have the Division of the Police has been awarded Two hundred one thousand five hundred dollars, and uh, you guys know what they're buying: thermal or color cameras, a searchlight, interlinked navigation hardware and software, along with associated support equipment and installation. Yeah, that's what it says in the Legistar is what we're getting. Mm-hmm. If you click on the links in the Legistar, you will see the they have the proposal and everything submitted, like the original documents and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. What the Legistar reports versus what we actually submitted uh, for this proposal. Um, because we submitted a proposal for grant, grant funding to prepare for and respond to terrorist threat 
enhanced law enforcement on scene security and protection through the purchase and installation of and get this yeah an augmented reality mapping system (laughs) (laughs) every cop will get to become robocop in future lexington monitor keyboard just one thing well i mean you need one and related items as stated in the application submitted by the lexington fayette urban county government Mm. the equipment purchase will be installed in the air support unit helicopter oh wow you're Um, gonna get augmented reality robocop shit and a keyboard yeah for two hundred thousand dollars now i would just love to know what this augmented reality crowd control robocop 1984 um uh what's the one where they detect the crime before it happens person oh fuck whatever uh, the pop culture reference insert here is it the will smith movie i have no clue i don't know um but the i would love to know what how this technology could have helped us with this bomb threat earlier today um i don't my, know my spidey senses tell me jack shit um, absolutely nothing like, like i don't I, like i would love to see a single city councilor go man if only we had the special surveillance helicopter all these crimes would be stopped i know so we can and here's here's a here's a alternate reality that's never going to happen we can in theory accept the funds but not spend them now what why would we do yeah i know this that that seems the most insane outcome um but if we do spend any cent of this grant we ha- it has to be on the police but yeah. we can you know if we if we start up a, a up a lobby with our uh, city councilors and we say hey don't do this and then they end up passing it they could in their good conscience choose not to spend the money yeah or they could just not accept the funds in the first place it's yes. it, i do not see a world where they accept the funds and then don't use them but it is possible I guess. Um, so, speaking of our city councilors, okay. I got in contact with them. Yeah, Aaron's doing, once again, some more premium boots-on-the-ground work over here. Um, so, I emailed three councilors. I emailed Councilmember Legree and Councilmember Sheehan and Councilmember Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Two of them got back to me. Um, Liz Sheehan, I don't know. She's somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere off doing her own thing. Although they know I emailed all of them. Yeah. Um, because I got this. Thank you for taking the time uh, to write and sharing your input uh, regarding item C on the March 16th work session. Um, I know that you may have reached out to council member Reynolds and others. And others. About this issue as well. And this is from council member Legree. And I appreciate your engagement. Let me share more about what I have learned. Mm. <clears throat> okay. And then she has this paragraph here that yeah. she wrote. So um, she talks about, my understanding is that the Depart- the Homeland Security Grant will assist in furnishing Air One, which is our helicopter, Air <laughs> One, with equipment upgrades used for various activities. Lexington has afforded this grant opportunity because Air One also supports operation in other counties in the state. According to our Commissioner of Public Safety... And this is this is where it gets wild. Yeah, I um, I, I looked a little. I sort of glanced at these emails before we started. But. Mm-hmm. Um, and after so after this sentence, I you know so this is the Legree email. Yeah, I look at the the Reynolds email. It's the same thing. It's the same email. Yeah, um, like word for word. Well, they got to be cons. I mean, like it would be weirder if it. I almost feel like it would be weirder if it wasn't the same thing. Well, you know, I'm. Like, I got to put myself in, in like, Hannah Legree's well, okay. shoes. Okay, your email did direct 
council members to speak to each other about this matter. Oh, I guess yeah. I, yeah, you yeah. were like like please talk to like please this talk is to a, you, please urge your other fellow members. Yeah, to, uh, and they spoke about it. And they they're spoke. like, this is the answer. It would be insane if we gave two slightly different answers. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't necessarily see an issue. Well, I just thought it's it was funny. interesting. It's funny. It's boilerplate. It's premium. They just copy pasted. Yeah. Um, because yeah, Air One's primary duties, and now I'm just reading the same thing from Jennifer Reynolds. Yeah, email. we just swapped emails. Just swapped you didn't emails. even. We, we pulled the rug out from under you, so um, listeners. Without are you to knowing. provide general support to officers responding to countless, countless types of calls for countless. service on a daily basis. It's most commonly using criminal apprehension efforts, providing scene security. And locating lost or missing children slash adults. Amen. Um, All right. And we got... um, She elaborated a little more. Yeah, Reynolds elaborated... No, Legree elaborated a little more. Yeah, the utilization of Air One in crowd management operations has been limited over the past 10 plus years to the very large scale events only, uh, in other words, or to very large scale events only. So football games and NCAA related events. Mm-hmm. It was never used this past summer during the protests here in our city. All right. Well, good on us for not using it this time. Uh, but... I know that this response may not address the whole of your concerns, but I did want to send you a response. Thank you. And I'm glad that, and, you know, boilerplate stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, they didn't use it. Yeah. Well, I've had but... I've had a lot of, um, as my personal experience growing up as a young child in the vicinity of Commonwealth Stadium, do have a lot of firsthand experience with these, um, with these, uh, uh, crowd control sort of helicopter tactics um, as they do swarm my neighborhood because Lexington can't they Lexington police feel so ashamed how they cannot stop these couch burnings every year they try and every year State Street gets another one on them but I mean yeah like just because they haven't used them exactly. doesn't mean that they won't you know like it's it truly... even says it even says in the in the grant proposal Right here, it says they're going to be using it for, uh, you know, crowd control, domestic terrorism. Yeah. Like, what What else is that supposed to mean? Yeah. And couch burning is not domestic terrorism. Well, it's what, it's, it is what, however, drives a lot of the more um, anti-civil rights um, sentiments of the uh, Lexington Police Department, seemingly. I mean, they, they went, their radios went encrypted because they were so embarrassed about how they couldn't stop these damn couch burnings. Um, I think it really wears on the average cop's mind how much these, like, you know, kids can just get away with burning a couch on a street, the ultimate crime. Couch burning really got to them. Yeah. Um, to, and, and to that measure, I used to be like, oh, it's, I can't believe how, how uncivilized of us. But now I'm like, I love that it gets under these guys' skin that we burn the couches. Folks, keep it up. I love the, I love the communal bonfire aspects of – folks – Listen, the new urbanists keep talking about reclaiming the streets. What, What is burning a couch on State Street if not a reclamation of the street from the car drivers, huh? Think about that. Think about it. You know what else you should do? You don't need that couch anyway. It's bad for you. You should email. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, That's right. you need to go to lexingtonky.gov. Find your email, counselor. Email these people. Even if you're not in Lexington, they're not going to know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 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 i mean it's i mean there's no i mean it's not like you have to submit your address or anything it's true um they're but... not gonna know if you want if you want a template dm us on twitter i'll send you a, i'll send you my template um <laughs> and uh yeah just change your name or whatever um but like 
yeah, we need to like get it in their heads that this is something that people don't want. I, I you know, and you thought we thought we were being perfectly clear when we said defund the police, right? We thought we were mm-hmm. per- being perfectly clear when we said abolish ICE and abolish the police department. What but was? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were looking at you were looking at um, Hannah Legree's campaign. Yeah, I uh, went I went through website. and I was I was trying to find um I, I was trying to go through uh like her old her campaign stuff and try and find um like uh I tried to find um like somewhere where she was like explicitly like like I'm all for you know defunding the police and sadly I did not find that but I found I mean very sympathetic language right I mean I I trust that Hannah Legree has a heart right um and you know let me just say this council members let this weigh heavy upon your heart for the accepting these um this this cop funding but uh, that's my piece so yeah if you uh D- dm us on twitter if you want the template um if you don't yeah. feel like composing an email yourself um or just or just be free i mean you yeah know, go out there look would... it up on legistar we have it linked on our um on our twitter it's somewhere yeah it is on our twitter um and yeah, I would encourage you to write your own email, but if you don't feel like it, just DM us. Yeah. Um, and that's LexLamePod. Or no, that's at LamePod. Yes. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. But we're done. at LamePod. Um, how are we looking on time? Uh, in my heart of hearts, I would, love, I would love to cut it right now. But I mean, if you really, if the listeners really need this, we can give it to them. I mean, I don't know. I think it. I think it showcases, um, and it's a short read too. Oh well, then you know what? Fine. Well, for you, for you, Rand, we'll let it happen. Um, Friend of I'm, the show, Rand. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, perusing the Herald Leader the other day, and I see this uh, op-ed by none other than U.S. Senator Rand Paul, mm-hmm. Republican for Kentucky. Yes, the junior senator. <laughs> And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I wonder what our junior senator has to say. Mm-hmm. I see the title. The Bill of Rights protects everyone, no matter your race or ideology. Mm. So, um, I mean, this kind of is tangential to the uh, to the police thing. Yes. Um, he, he starts in America. We need to stand up for every minority. Mm. Yes, that means racial minorities, but it's also much more than that. It's also ideological minorities. The Bill of Rights very invested in. Yes, the Bill of Rights is also for those who might be unorthodox. Yep, who might have an unusual idea. Uh huh. I just have this weird thing where I hate the blacks, (laughs) who might not look or act like everybody else. I have this weird thing where I have to abolish the government. I just I can't help myself. The Bill of Rights recognizes the value of each every individual within a country of three hundred fifty million. That's right. Where the left fails to understand, (laughs) (laughs) what the left fails to understand is that protecting minorities is about protecting all minorities. All minorities matter, dude. Whether it's the color of your skin or the shade of your ideology. Oh no! Whether you homeschool your kids, shade of ideology. Support the Second Amendment. Homeschooling your kids or our poor kid from the inner city. Oh no! Even people or books with ideas that some might feel damage our country like socialism or communism, are and should be protected by the First Amendment. You know what, Rand Paul? You're braver than the rest of them for saying that. We have entered into a most dangerous time. Oh, no. When certain favored groups get special protection, while others are condemned and canceled. 
I mean, I would I would agree with that statement I would, from the it, from the perspective of the police. I, you know, this is this is it's it, this is the beautiful thing about talking to some of the more like further right people is that like they will have these wild critiques of capital, but they will claim that they're critiquing other things. Yes, like in like in, in fact, I act, I like capital very much actually. Um, like the canceling thing is something they're they're especially obsessed about. If you've been paying attention to the news, they can't get enough of being canceled. That's why they have a whole news network about it. It's just it's all it's all canceling. That's all they can talk about. Yeah. Yet the whole woke clamor to cancel people and ideas to ban books. Mm. Um. Yet today the woke clamor to cancel people and ideas to ban books. Okay, that's one sentence. He right. that's a typo. Um, the problem is no. Maybe he's just the next David Foster Wallace, and you don't know. It's it. possible. Yeah. Uh, who among us is worthy of deciding what is so dangerous or wrong that it must be silenced? Uh, who should have the power to determine what their fellow adult citizen can or cannot read or watch? Mm-hmm. Some bureaucrat sitting in a government agency, <laughs> some billionaire tech head. Yeah. Cur- hey, Rand Paul, you're barking up the right tree on that one. Yes. Um, Amazon recently banned a book that is a first-hand account of people. Oh, this is yeah, Rand Paul being transphobic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, their lived experiences. Is, this the, is, is that that like rapid onset gender dysphoria book? Probably. Yeah. Um, similarly, Amazon's streaming service had recently dropped a documentary about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, refusing to explain why the film has been erased. <laughs> The documentary tells the inspiring story of Thomas's life in his own words. It's so funny that they're trying to like, like, I can't, I can't tell what the Amazon angles actually could be on, on Clarence Thomas. Ooh, Ooh, lightning struck just now. It's a severe weather season here in the bluegrass. Yeah. And I mean, both ideologically and are we going to hear the, the noise, the thunder as they call it scientifically? Ooh, Ooh. folks, the keen, the keen eared listeners among you can figure out how far away that lightning strike was and then triangulate a radius of where we're recording this podcast. Oh, my God. That's so right. Um, I guess while we're at it, my social security number (laughs) is (laughs) considering the fact that Amazon was a key player in deforming Parler, the social media competitor to Twitter. One can only assume it's part of the ongoing effort to actively silence anyone who questions the prevailing dogma coming from the government, media and big tech. I mean, I mean, he's like not wrong. That's the well, that's the crazy part about a lot of like about about a lot of the shit is that Rand Paul will be like will be like like he will have these like like act like critiques of you know shit like that, but like it, it simply offers no solution to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but it's like um, we see what Amazon has been doing with with the strike or the unionizers that's guys there's been some fucking premium premium tweets coming out from amazon pr recently <laughs> and it literally it reads like a welcome to night vale skit i mean oh it's God. like 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 there was it's like there was like a no what we're not we can't talk we, there's too much we'll, we'll just keep look going. at look at the amazon pr yeah Twitter. Just, just look it up um today to be counterculture is to believe in the very foundational elements of American exceptional exceptionalism. Exactly. Now this is the dangerous part, right? There, she's trying to. This is once again mm-hmm. free enterprise. Being a skinhead is not cool. It's not fun and <laughs> countercultural. It's actually not very punk rock at all. Free speech and the right to assembly and privacy. Yeah, to put I'm that down. privacy in there. I, yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's a big deal. <clears throat> it's, it's assembly and privacy need to need to go hand in hand. 
two quote unquote woke, that's why you shouldn't bring your phone to protest but anyway that's right yeah. two quote unquote woke congressmen have even <laughs> called for cable giants to ban conservative news programs well i mean they are a blight on our nation mm-hmm. um but whatever happened to the classical liberals <laughs> who believe who believes <laughs> it's 2015 all over again i believe, haven't heard the phrase classical liberal since like before donald trump was nominated who believe strongly in the first amendment Think of the left's wow. proposed abandonment of the Bill of Rights in the context of the debate I once had with John McCain. Oh, my God. I, everyone's favorite leftist, John McCain. <laughs> he was arguing for indefinite detention of enemy combatants in Guantanamo Bay. Yes. I asked him incredulously, you take an American citizen, send them to Guantanamo Bay without a trial? He said, yeah, if they're dangerous. Amen, Rand Paul. Get him. So I responded, it begs the question, doesn't it? Who gets to decide who's dangerous and who's not? Again, Rand Paul. Well, this is right. this once again, there's a reason why Rand Paul um despite being sort of very politically ineffective um in comparison to his um juggernaut uh congressional colleague <clears throat> Mitch McConnell, um there's a reason why he's the most popular politician in the state. And then he finishes up, "Remember Richard Jewell, the so-called Olympic bomber? Everyone thought he was guilty. He was convicted on television within hours, but it turned out he wasn't." It wasn't him. He wasn't guilty. Mm. No one physically harmed Richard Jewell. But could you imagine if he had been a black man in the South in 1905? What would have happened to him? Rand Paul. (laughs) He's so... That's it. I'm actually... This article... This article has gotten me more excited about the... About Charles Booker debating this guy. (laughs) Today's... Uh, or yeah, the Bill of Rights is precisely for the disfavored, the unpopular. But we must remember that one can be a minority, not only of race, but also of creed or ideology. Today's woke folks on the left need to realize they do great damage to all minority rights when they seek to ban the expressions of ideas they find disagreeable. So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack from this. I mean, like a few... If we want to get a little historical, um, this classical liberalism that Rand Paul is talking about almost always breeds fascism. Um, you know, if you do not, folks, if you tolerate intolerance, soon, sooner or later, you won't. There won't be anything to tolerate. I just think it's funny that Rand Paul, the libertarian, is complaining that corporations are using their their that's, private yeah, their private rights to do whatever they want. That's the uh, that's what's so funny. It's like situational for him, right? Like because if it was the private corporation doing the things he wanted, he wouldn't be complaining, right? Mm-hmm. He just so happens to fall on the same side of the argument as us because we both dislike the same corporation, but we dislike all corporations and Rand Paul just dislikes the bad ones. You know. Um or what uh, you know that he so calls but so yeah some some interesting words of wisdom here from Rand Paul today yeah Rand Paul thank you for the um uh thank you for the uh the sort of um brain teaser that you've given us um this is what if he was a black man in 1905 that's so wild now, where's the connection there i i failed to see it i just like i love the idea that the the idea that like Rand Paul is like aware of other races at all is kind of fascinating to me. I mean, that's truly something. Wow. And with that, yeah, you have blown away a completely perfectly good hour mm. listening to lame. Yeah. 
We'd like to thank our esteemed executive producer, Charlie Carey. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your, for your work this episode on uh, curating the articles, getting Rand Paul on the line for us. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, we did end up not taking the call, but something, uh, it. I mean, almost take something stronger, a more, you know, more, more metal to get the man on the line and then turn him down, Charlie. That was mm-hmm. truly something. We, we were going to take him, but then the, the bomb threat today. Yeah, that's the damn bomb threat. Or I guess there was a bomb. I, was was there a bomb? I guess they uh, that is yet it. to be determined. Okay. Um, you can reach us at uh, on Twitter at Lane Pod. You can email us your uh, non fungible tokens and uh, chicken recipes at lexlamepod at gmail dot com. Uh, like I said, share with us, share with your friends on iTunes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh man. And or anywhere on on your podcast iTunes you got to give us the good review on itunes oh and the rain is picking up just as we end the episode oh boy and even though rand paul gets mad at every other corporation for just doing their own private enterprise thing whenever he hears us say it this is lame <laughs>